Welcome to the Worship Leader Probs Podcast with your hosts, Jeremy and Mr. Probs. Look, worship leading can be one of the most rewarding areas of church ministry. But it can also feel like... I'm a worship leader. And I'm a production guy. And these are our problems. Welcome to episode 45 of the Worship Leader Probs Podcast, sponsored by Planning Center Online. What's up, Big Tasty? <laughs> what is up, my brothers? What's going on? So I'm here, sitting here with Brian and Scott, and we are here for episode 45 of the Worship Leader Pros Podcast. What's up, dudes? Man, it's good. I would say uh, it was a it was a little bit more fun sitting in front of the live studio audience and recording last week. At, oh man, uh, experience wasn't that it was so, so awesome. great? So awesome, man. Need to do more of that. Need to do more of that. So if you've got a live event you'd like to bring us to, um, reach out to uh, info at worshipleaderprops.com. Can we change that to like like info at bigtasty.com or something? Does anybody have that URL? I feel like we need to capitalize on you, that URL. You need to copyright that, dude. Oh, my Lord. That's so, so awesome. As we said at the top of the episode here, uh, we are sponsored by Planning Center Online. So, Brian, what do you what do we want to tell everybody about Planning Center? Uh, so we all use it. We all love it. Okay. Planning Center, uh, they design software to help you find freedom to focus on what really matters in your ministry. Uh, it's a set of seven online applications. You can subscribe individually or use together uh, as a full church management system. Uh, they have software tools to help you uh, check people into events and classes, uh, receive process and track donations, organize small groups and take attendance, centralize everything you need to gain insight into your church members, uh, take online event signups and payments, uh, track and approve how and when the facilities and resources are used, uh, schedule volunteers in any ministry, plan services, equip your worship team. Uh, you can ex- uh, explore any given uh, planning center applications and try a 30-day free trial. Okay, You can learn more at planning.com. Center. Here's the deal. If you're not using Planning Center, you're a doink. And if I can translate everything <laughs> that Big Tasty just said, Planning Center, it is debased. It they're is. doing everything. I feel like, you know, they're going to come out with an app that writes sermons, and then I'm going to be out of, I'm going to be out of a job. <laughs> That's awesome. They'll write better sermons than your pastor. And they <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So I know we talked a little bit about this last week when we were at the experience conference, uh, live in front of our studio audience, but, um, so, experience got kind of canceled but kind of not we did this really cool camp and uh so how'd that feel scott showing up and them going oh by the way you're doing two sessions <laughs> yeah. yeah that was kind of fun you know it was just a great it, it was a cool week and i don't know that there are some think about the biggest event that you put on uh and this would be kind of kind of like that we've got you know usually we had we had we were planning on 1100 people coming who had registered and then airport closed, closed last minute so we said uh, experience conference as we know it is canceled, but if you still want to come, come on. And we figured maybe there would be, you know, honestly, we were like, if 30 people show up, we'll still do that. And if a hundred or 200 and, and I think it, it all kind of heard something like 600 that had showed up. And here's the crazy, yeah. the crazy deal is when we canceled, it's like, we canceled everything. We canceled AVL. We canceled all, yep. uh, all artists, all speakers. Like we just said, we're doing a week of camp. We don't know how many people are showing up and we have blank pages. Like we don't, we have zero programming going on right now. And there's about uh, probably 50 or 60 people who are on a ministry team. And I'm so proud of this team because they just jumped in and it was really the church 
uh, being the church that we always mm-hmm. dream about being. Because there was this, this, and it's intense, man, but there was this great sense of unity. And what I loved about it is that nobody came for any bigger name than the name of Jesus. Amen. That's wow. right. And it was just a, this great spiritual week, wasn't it? It was so awesome. What, awesome. What was cool is we didn't, um, as a conference, we knew there at least of one artist for certain that was going to come, but we never shared that name ever before they got there. And so a good friend of the podcast, Meredith Andrews, she just, she just, uh, they canceled everything and she just felt in her spirit that she was supposed to be down here. Um, and so she started praying. She talked with her husband and instead of running away from a hurricane, she just said, I think the Lord's telling me to go. So they figured it out with the kids and she flew down and, uh, night one came out and just, kicked it in the face she I mean, did it was, yeah. she dropped it the was hammer amazing. she dropped the hammer yeah <laughs> she is she's the real deal she and so real deal. cool cool things for me you know so we were supposed to have katie perry's front of house engineer was going to be our house engineer for the week and uh, his name's aaron i believe and he mixes at gateway and well his plane gets canceled and so suddenly he can't get there and so everybody looks at me and they're like well you're mixing this week jeremy so i got to mix for meredith andrews I mean, come on, fam. Come on now. Maybe you're a firework. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe <laughs> It was great though. You know, I we had we had less technical issues than we've ever had in nine it, years it, of the of the conference. And I think it was because you got big Gingy back on the console. Right? I mean, you know, except for I, I have to tell a funny story. So um, Scott, uh, when we found out he would be coming, uh, Scott has this, uh, sermon that he does and it's really important with these video cues, this, that, and the other. And he was very concerned for his headset mic. Like Jeremy, I've spoken to experience numerous times every single time I have issues. And I'm like, are you, look, I know for a fact, I'm going to have accent digital there from sure, which is like the top of the line, sure stuff. He ended up bringing his own DPA mic from his church that he preaches on week after week after week. And I'm like, bro, if we can't make this work, I just, then I should be fired. So, <laughs> we get so to the with conference. complete confidence, I came so, in. To, so right. with complete confidence, he comes. <laughs> and so, so Scott shows up. We test out his mic in like a, a tech rehearsal real quick. Sounds great. Works just fine. He gets up on stage to start preaching. And his mic starts popping. <laughs> so his own mic that he used, I'll be interested to see though, on a side note, let me know when you preach this weekend, if it, if it doesn't, if it were, yeah, if it was me or if it was you. Yeah. Yeah. If I it was me or if it was, yeah. So we just laughed, you know, because, you know, you know, these are, these are, these are good preparations for you as you're thinking about your church services. Like you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, mm. We have another tropical storm that's supposed to hit us, and I might have 50 mile an hour winds Sunday morning. I may have electricity. I may not. But, like, always having plan Bs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you lose your technology, how are you still going to p- lead the people to Jesus? Mm. Right. There you go. Because it can be done. That you is, know what I mean? That like, is the yeah. crux of the issue. It is. But, you know, just getting back to, you know, we stripped it down as far as I've ever seen experience stripped back. And I will remember this experience conference more than probably many of the others that I've been to with the big production. Absolutely, yeah, man. yeah, because uh, we're like we have we have moving lights at you know at, at our campuses, and um, I'm kind of like, mm, well, man, we really had a lot of Jesus and no moving lights at experience. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of like, maybe we don't need you know. We had no haze. We had zero click. We had 
uh, no tracks back behind. Right. Um, and it was just, it was just, it was just beautiful, you know? And so next year is the 10th anniversary of experience and there's already uh, tons of great, uh, just some, some great stuff in the works. And I think just a, a renewed focus on, um, the presence of the, of the Lord. Not that we weren't focused on that before, but this is just, there's a sweetness that's going to carry out of this year to next. And so it's not too early to build that into your budget and to think about bringing, uh, bringing your team. I'm even thinking about expanding beyond my uh, own worship team and saying, Hey, some of my, some of my youth team and some of my, uh, some of my other staff, like you need to get down here and just soak in a, in a, in a rich worship environment. Because that helps your own personal spiritual health, which then, as we've always talked about, it impacts everything that you touch. Absolutely. Absolutely. And hey, we rolled out WLP merch for the first time. Shirts whoa, and whoa. stickers and buttons and all kinds of stuff. And that will be coming soon whoo. to an online store near you. Um, but one of the things I loved was how many people stopped by our booth and just wanted to give a heartfelt like testimony. Hey, I was wrestling with this and I listened to episode whatever of the podcast and man, thank you guys all for, if you stopped by and, and shared that with us, thank you. Um, that is kind of, uh, that's why we're doing this. You know, we want to honor the Lord and we want to, uh, honor you and encourage you. And so thanks for stopping by and, uh, and sharing that with us. Yeah. So good. <laughs> Dang it! I, He's not prepared. He's completely unprepared. No, I. I feel like in that shirt today, you need some kind of Hawaiian something. You need here, like a little... here, here's the problem. You rang the bell. I got Katy Perry in my head, but the only song I can think of is not appropriate. For <laughs> let's just move on. Let's just move on. So, <laughs> she's got a few of those. Yeah, she's got a few of those. <clears throat> hey, another cool thing. Right now, you may actually be watching. The Worship Leader Problems Podcast. This is going to be our first episode that we are going to post the whole video on YouTube. Proving to the world that we have faces that are good for podcasting. <laughs> Speak for yourself, man. <laughs> I mean, should we let the world know your nickname behind closed doors? Don't need to know that. <laughs> yep, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Well, guys, uh, let's get into our first segment of the podcast that we like to call Prayer Concerns. Each week on the Worship Leader Probs podcast, um, you guys, the Worship Leader Probs Nation, uh, you send in to us your prayer concerns. Um, and so what this is, is every single one of us in our churches, we have a connection card, a welcome card, um, and, and being good Christian leaders, we've got a, a place on there where it say, how can we pray for you? But unfortunately, people read that and think that it says, how can we complain mm. to the church and make mm. them better? Mm. And so we get all kinds of craziness in there. And so people like to send those in to us. And so we like to read those on the air. And so, uh, Big Tasty, what do we, what do we got this week? Here we go. And by the way, how cool was it to do these live last week? Oh, it yeah. was super fun <laughs> yeah. to have a whole room, to have a few hundred people yelling, <laughs> come on, fam, in unison was pretty awesome. So, okay. Let's dive in. Prayer concern number one. A lady in our church approached me after the service and said, you should value my opinion on worship. I play a mean tambourine. <laughs> yes. No, really? It really said I that. didn't, I didn't know that was a thing. A mean tambourine. 
<laughs> Dude, if to me it's like if it's not that tambourine's not in the shape of the star, David. I just look at you and go, "Do you do you even tambourine, bro?" Because I was, I was watching some YouTube videos of like people just going crazy in church services on tambourines like that. I just didn't even know that that, that really existed. Like you need to Google that. It's it's pretty insane. People take their some people take their tambourine playing pretty seriously. Somebody DM'd us a picture of a, somebody was saving their seat before the service. In one seat was a Bible. Next seat, a tambourine. They brought their own. Oh my gosh, Woo. man. Woo. Maybe that's what we need is some WLP tambourines. Oh. And it's oh. got it's to have those streamers coming down. Oh yeah, 100%. Let's just mail them at random to people in different churches. Like not Post leaders, just people. Like you're welcome. <laughs> maybe the best idea you've had yet that's awesome alright prayer concern number two I had a member of the church stop me before the service and say that he really liked that we were doing quote that song which was mighty to save in rehearsal but it really needs to reference the resurrection he wanted me to rewrite the lyrics to include the resurrection Okay. now never mind that the <laughs> The chorus says he rose and conquered the grave. So thanks for paying attention. <laughs> really dialed in on that. I, I would have been tempted to go like, hey, 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 I, I, I'm going to do that. I'm going to rewrite it. You listen for it. <laughs> See what you think. Oh, my he rose and conquered yeah. the grave. Hey, and if you like what I did with it, you know. <laughs> designated gift to the worship ministry. <laughs> come on, come on, fam. Oh my God. Okay, number three. Last Sunday between services, a woman stopped me and asked, when are we going to sing more civilized songs? I love this church, but I hate the music. I thanked her for her comment, cried in the bathroom, and then got to the platform and sang my heart out. Uh-huh. And... This was between services, so this lady hadn't even been to the service yet. Oh, oh my gosh. Dang, man. Come what on. What would be a. So, Scott, <laughs> we've talked a lot about in your church, you guys have the AW scale. So, right. what would be a civilized worship song? <laughs> <laughs> I've never thought about. Uh, I've never thought that's about a, that. That's what an is... AW civilized four. <laughs> yes, yeah, <that's> right. Right. <laughs> and civilized according to what? What does she even mean by civilized? And that's like the 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 darker part of the the prayer concerns. Right? Are are like mm. man? These are really are hurtful. So hey, yeah, so for whoever wrote that in, props to you for going and crying it out in the bathroom, yeah. and then walking yourself up on stage and doing what the Lord called you to do. Amen. Even Absolutely. with even with the chatter in the back of your head. That's an that's an MVP moment right there. Absolutely. Props. Props. All right, number four. I'm in the tech booth one weekend running lyrics, lights, and sound uh, because all our other guys were sick. And this lady oh. walks into the booth and starts turning equipment off. I tried to be polite and ask her to leave, but man, were people confused midway through Great Are You Lord. Oh, what? Gosh. That is next level. That is next level crazy right there. I'm going to walk oh, in here and man. take this thing over. Dude, it reminds me of, I don't think you were on with us, Scott. So I had a weekend. We had just put out movers at my last church and we were doing communion and people just didn't like it. They thought they were in their eyes and they, we made sure that they were up at an angle over people's head. I watched an usher go up and pick one up and move it. 
like, nope. Are, are you kidding me right now? Like, oh, man. The church is a special kind of crazy some days, man. It Love it. She's be. the bride. But, oh, be. my goodness. It sure can be. All right. Number five. We recently had a guest speaker come in. And before the service, he walked up to me and said, are you the guy who does the music? Yes, I am. I replied. That's awesome. He said, while I have you here, could you please keep it short? I got a lot to say. <laughs> hey, that wasn't me, by the way. <laughs> hey, keep it short. I got ha- a lot to say. Keep it short. I got a lot to sing. We got a lot to sing. Come on, man. <laughs> exactly. Come on. Dude, okay. So let's talk just for a minute about um, Pastor Tony that spoke at Experience mm-hmm. Conference. So he's a senior leader and he straight up said that he feels like our time of music can has a better shot of reaching people than his sermon time. And what did he say? What was his words where he was like, if somebody ever comes to you again and says that you're just preparing the way for the message, shut them down. Like, remember how he said, do you guys yeah. remember how he said that? Yeah. I don't, I don't remember how, how he said it, but oh, he was just, it was powerful. Yeah. Yeah. And he just kind of reiterated a lot of the, a lot of the same sentiment that we share is that, you know, as a, as a senior pastor, people, people aren't, singing my sermons on Tuesday, but they're singing the songs that we That's right. have. And it's, I, I do get irritated when people are like, well, the, the worship is just a warm up for the sermon. No, it's not, man. No. And we, you know, we even have a response time. We've got like a 20 minute response time in, in, in our congregation after I'm done preaching. I'm like, now we're going to respond through worship. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, the, when, when you get that attitude coming in, uh, there's just a little check that I have in my spirit of like, man, come on now. This is a, this is a partnership. Yeah. We're doing this together. But also, too, for me, it was a reminder thinking through that of how serious we need to take it when we are leading the worship. Absolutely. Yeah. That we're picking the right songs, that we're <clears throat> teaching people about who God is and his attributes and who he is like through the songs. And so, like, it, it's interesting this weekend, our our worship leader is taking the weekend off and we've got two guys in their early 20s who are leading this weekend and they're kind of going back and forth taking songs. And I we had some of this conversation about like, hey, when you speak for sure before songs, like, let's really think through what you're going to say and what songs you're picking. And I watched these dudes yesterday, like they're doing uh, Stand in Your Love, and they were trying to figure out a good scripture to set it and go like, well, I could use this scripture, but let's make sure let's read. I want to make sure I'm taking this thing in context mm-hmm. and like doing the research and doing some hard work to get re- like to get they, they put as much time into how they were going to lead into the song as they were getting ready for the song itself. Wow. You know, like, and so I just feel like we need to, I think as worship leaders, we have got to realize the impact that we can make through our worship time and always not take for granted. It's just go up there and sing some songs. You know what I mean? Like there should be as much spiritual prep into the leading them there as they are just being good at playing all your chords. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I don't want to, we don't want to derail, but while we're talking about this, it's I, I'm the king of derailment. You know, so. that, is, that is true. <laughs> uh, as long as I'm going to jump on your derailed train, then uh, which is actually not going anywhere because it's derailed anyway. I, but I derail from the derailment. Uh, I, I think we also need to like just not think that everybody knows what we're singing. So to our worship team, just a couple months ago, I was like, okay, tell me about tell me what this song means to you because we sing this song. Uh, uh, I don't know the, even the name of the song, but it's. Uh, from glory to glory to glory, never be the same, never be the same. I said, what does that mean? From glory to glory to glory, what does that mean? Uh, uh, our worship team had three, three worship leaders, three full-time worship leaders. Each one of them said it meant something different. <laughs> I said, maybe we probably ought to get that figured out. 
Mm. Yeah. So our whole, so our whole team knows exactly what Mm. we're, Mm. what we're saying, but there is, yes, we need to, you need to steward that time well, because it is, it's a proclamation of the word and it's also a response to the word. And so take it serious. That's what we're all about. Mm. Absolutely. What you do matters, fam. Yep. What you do matters. So back to prayer concerns. All right. Let's, who's ready to laugh? Um, okay. Prayer concern number six. This is a, a church merger prayer concern. Okay. So oh boy. Our, our church was recently given a building merging us with the existing church that had been occupying that building on our kickoff service. It was our first time all being together and everyone on our staff and all our volunteers had put in major hours to make this happen. In the middle of our opening song, one of the older ladies from the existing church walks into the sound booth, taps our engineer on the shoulder and asks, What decibels are you running? Without missing a beat, he replied, All of them. (laughs) I love it. Oh my gosh. I'm stealing that. I love it. I am so stealing that. I love it. I'm using every one that I can find. (laughs) Oh my goodness. All of them. Oh, I'm just, hey, we can say it in this episode. Whoever uh, said that, we salute you. We salute you. you. MVP. Uh, All of them. All of them. Wow. Okay. Number seven. After church on Sunday, I was asked if there was a decent version of Build My Life that would be good for a belly dancing performance. (laughs) No. No. Belly dancing. dancing. Yeah. Funny story. It's nothing. It's not only the belly dancing is inappropriate, but to do it to that song. Build my just, yeah, right. Oh my goodness. So back in the day, my wife and I, uh, we were we were we traveled belly dancers? we traveled to a big uh like a women's convention. It was not a Christian convention. And they they had us uh you know, ready to do like a concert type deal and um we got everything set up and in walked a group of belly dancers (laughs) and these were not uh college age belly dancers these were more like from the senior circuit okay (laughs) and we followed the belly dancers (laughs) followed we followed belly dancers what was that one hit what me in harder? the feels, man. What was harder, following belly dancers or following LU praise? <laughs> <laughs> it was a, it was kind of a six of one, half a dozen of the. Other. Hey, you're the you're the meme master. You have to throw out a, a belly dancing. I gotta work on meme. Yeah, yeah. I work on a belly dancer. All right, okay. Number eight. This is the last one in the bottom of the pudding cup. One Sunday, we introduced the song "Raise a Hallelujah." A guy came up to, to us and said, man, that's an awesome song. Once you guys really get it down, it will be so powerful. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, we've all felt like yeah. that in the past, but man, to have somebody say that yeah, to you, that's, that's pretty lovely. Rough. Well, pretty rough. getting that hug and throwing the knife in all at the same time. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Well, hey, Worship Leader Probs Nation, thank you so much for sending in your prayer concerns. If you would like to uh, have us read your prayer concerns live here on the air, all you have to do is go to www.worshipleaderprobs.com, click on the prayer concerns tab, uh, and we've got a form you can fill out. We won't ask for your name. We don't ask for your church's name. 
we'll keep that completely anonymous. That is our, our promise to you. And so, hey, thank you so much for being part of the Worship Leader Problems podcast. Hey, before we go into another <laughs> section, there's a little thing it, it, that I would like to share. Um, Scott is a very gifted speaker. Like, um, I've always been very impressed with how the Lord has, uh, equipped him for that. And so some time ago, Scott, you set up a, uh, pro communication course that you could kind of help people walk through, uh, their skills on, on, on how they present, uh, the gospel and things like that to, to people in, in a message format. And so I actually took three classes out of the five and then I, <laughs> <laughs> finish the course, but DQ, yeah, but um, I just wondered if maybe you wanted to share a little bit about kind of why you've put this course together and how uh, it could benefit some people. Oh, uh, yeah, sure. Um, let me do, uh, yeah, just real quick and then we'll, we'll move on. I've had over the course of time, <clears throat> I've made a thousand mistakes. Yeah, more than that, right? Uh, had some great communicators that have poured into me and I've had several people who are like, hey, can you help me? I'm, uh, I'm, I'm speaking or I'm preaching or I'm teaching this lesson or something and I just need a little bit of help and I haven't been able to help everybody. Some people have been able to sit down with and do some stuff. And so that led to the development of a professional communicators course, which is a six week online course uh, with me and a small group of students. Uh, once that, once that course fills, it's done. I don't want to take too many students in that. And so, uh, I'll take you from, uh, from a passage of scripture all the way to, uh, presenting that scripture. And so by the time you're done, you're going to have the best uh, lesson, teaching, or sermon that you've ever had. And number two, you're also going to have a system that you can do other ones uh, by. So I take uh, all the guys who've influenced me and I put them kind of in a blender with my own style, hit puree, and then out comes just my own system. So I'm going to show you how I approach uh, teaching, how I approach a sermon, and take you all the way from text to presentation. And we'll do that in a highly interactive uh, time over the next uh, six weeks. I've got another uh, we got the, the next course is starting on, I think, September 20th uh, is the day that we start, or that's the registration deadline. I'm not sure. Anyway, you can go to scottlongyear.com, click on the professional communications um, button there, and get all the information. But love to see you. If you're looking to, to uh, improve your communication skills, uh, let's jump in and do it together and uh, make the, the greatest story that we could ever tell all the more effective. Amen. We'll share that in our story because you need to know Scott is only one T. That's right. It don't so, take, it don't take two T's to. <laughs> my mama thought I was going to have enough challenges in life. So, <laughs> so yesterday was my birthday. Um, I turned forty, mm. and so a Ooh. friend of mine texted me, whose name is Scott, and I went, "He's happy birthday, Jer." And I put, "Thanks, Scott." And I only put one T. And he goes, "Why'd you spell my name wrong?" And I was like, <laughs> "I'm so sorry." I go, "I spend a lot of time with a guy who spells it with one T." Right? Did you say why do you spell it wrong? <laughs> yeah, that was the real. That's the real response. Yeah. So. Well, hey, guys, let's jump into uh, the last segment of our podcast that we like to call Sliding into the DMs. Scott was fake dancing for whatever music that I'm going to put behind it. I love it. Hey, um, every week on the uh, on the Instagram account, uh, pushing 60,000 followers on Instagram, which is just shocking to me. Um, you know, and so every, every week we get tons of questions that come in and we just want to say thank you for trusting yeah, us. Uh, yeah. it's a very humbling experience that, uh, you would trust us with some of the situations and questions that you have. And so, like we said before, we don't always have, uh, the amount of time or space to be able to fill all that out on Instagram. And so we like to take some of those questions, uh, and bring them here to the podcast and have a conversation about those. And so I think we've actually got two sliding into the DM questions today. So Brian, what are we, what are we talking about? Yeah. So, you know, those of us who are, 
you know, believers and work in ministry were kind of shaken this week. Um, Pastor Jared Wilson, uh, who had been a real mental health advocate and, a, um, you know, uh, took, took his own life. And so yeah. we wanted, uh, we want to talk about that a little bit, uh, this week. Um, so that's yeah. our, that's our first. Okay. Scott, I believe, uh, you've actually had a situation like this in ministry, like happen with you, right? Yeah, we had, <clears throat> um, my best friend in, uh, it was my best friend in ministry and one of my greatest friends in life. Um, we worked at the same church, had an office next to each other and, uh, was the life of the party. He was, uh, <clears throat> he was our Robin Williams, right? Hilarious guy. Uh, loved the Lord, uh, had a passion for evangelism. What very few people knew is that he had a, a deep, deep struggle with, uh, depression. Um, wow. couched it really, really well. <clears throat> so, Super long story short, um, he got to the place where the pressures of ministry were just too much for him because he was trying to, to dole out and tell people, you know, how they should improve their life when all the, you know, all the time he's having a hard time keeping it together. And so, uh, he had actually resigned from our staff because the pressures of ministry were too great and he needed to focus on his mental health. Um, and then, um, I don't know the exact timeline, but it was a couple years after, after he resigned, uh, he actually took his own life. And so, yeah, early one morning, I got a, I got a phone call that woke me up from our, uh, from our sheriff, uh, who is a friend of mine. And, you know, with that news and always, always shocking. Uh, um, I think to most people, it's shocking. And he was one of the, you, there, there, you'll run into people who will say, who are very open with, um, I commit, I, I attempted suicide, whatever. And then you'll run into people who really don't say anything. Maybe those who are closest around them may not be shocked, but for other people, they're like, I can't even believe this. Like I talked to, he was working at a different, not working for the church anymore, working for a different company. And a guy had just seen him at five o'clock and clocked out. And then he, he take, he took his life at like sometime that evening. And he's like, there's no way, like this dude was, he was funny and everything was great. And sometimes the sometimes it's just a, it's just a shock. Some research is saying now that it's that, that sometimes the people that are distanced don't really know because there aren't warning signs. And then when you look back, we even talked about this a little bit, Brian, like when you look back, you're kind of like, Oh, maybe that was a sign. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it's, it's a real thing that, you know, uh, we're, we're seeing uh, more and more this happen, not only in, uh, in life, uh, but inside of our churches. And I, and I didn't bring the statistics with me, but it was crazy. I think it was one of the top five, the top five killers in our, in our society today. And somewhere along, along the way, we really just need to, to start getting honest when it comes to depression, anxiety, uh, yeah. fear, worry, and, and suicide and, and see what we can do to bring some hope into, to some of our situations. Yeah. yeah. Um, man. Uh, I, I know this, this, uh, last summer, uh, a youth group that, uh, from my former church, they went to passion camp and they, they did a whole session on suicide and anxiety and things along those lines. And when the youth group got back to, um, process through everything, I think they said something along the lines of close to 70% of the kids had committed or had the thoughts of committing suicide. Mm -hmm. So this is, this runs more rampant than we want to give, um, and so I just, I think, um, man, if we could just kind of guys maybe share some like some practical, because, you know, we talk about ministry is hard. Mm. It's lonely. And as pastors, um, you don't feel like you can talk to people. 
Um, but I think, I think the enemy uses that to keep us separate, to keep us <clears throat> from living out what it looks like in scripture to do this thing of life together. And so what are, what are some practical ways and maybe even in your own lives, do you, do you have struggles with depression or anxiety or things along those lines? And how have you even been able to, um, work through some of those, those areas? Man. Okay. So here's what I would say. Uh, I have, I, I would not say that I have, I've wrestled with depression. I certainly have wrestled with anxiety. You know, when you live your life in front of so many people, I mean, that, that, that's a very real deal. And I, I would want to say like, you know, one of the things that you hear as a common thread running through everything that we talk about on the podcast is you are not alone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we want you to be reminded of that. You are not alone. Um, you matter. And, uh, your, your challenges, your struggles matter. Um, I, I would encourage you to take that brave step and, and talk to somebody, you know, uh, send us a DM, you know, you can always, uh, if you, if you feel like you're teetering on the edge, the national suicide uh, prevention lifeline, uh, that phone number is 1-800-273-8255. Again, that's one 800 Two seven three eight two five five. Um, I would en- I would encourage you to talk talk to somebody. Um, you're not alone, and I, I I would encourage you not. Don't wait until you find yourself in crisis to talk to somebody. Um, yeah. Surround yourself with people that um, you can walk through life with, that you can be real with, uh, yeah. in a in a no judgment zone, um, because. Man, you, you, people, you've got to have, there has to be people who have access to your life. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Yeah. I think there's, <clears throat> there's a, there's a humiliation that comes in when you, when you have those thoughts, you know, cause I've often thought, um, cause I'll wrestle with some seasonal affective, uh, seasonal is affective disorder. I don't know. Like it's just living in Indiana, gray skies in winter and like it just chews mm. on me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and probably, probably some distant, you know, I, I could walk into some depression, um, um, not wrestle with it, but there's, there's enough of a fog there that I'm like, yeah. kind of get, and though I haven't been suicidal, I've often thought like, like if you got into a place, even when you get into a place where you're like, you're kind of depressed, you feel like humiliated calling somebody saying like, like I'm depressed or I'm not feeling good or whatever. I was in a conversation with another friend, uh, years ago and, uh, and she, she said, um, you know, when I reached out a couple of weeks ago, I wasn't in a great place. And I'm like, yeah, you said, pray for you. And then she told me what was going on. And she was actually in the middle of uh, setting things up to commit suicide. Oh, oh my gosh. Lord. And so as we were talking, I just said, listen, can you promise me that if you get in that position again, that you will call me? And she said, no, I would oh, be, I would be too embarrassed to do that. I'm like, wow, that's really interesting to me that, you know, you're telling me now that you did this, um, but that you wouldn't in that moment call because there's just this sense of embarrassment. You know, when I, and people don't understand when they're like, you know, what do you have? Why, you have a great family and you have a good job and you have this and you shouldn't be happy. It's like, it's not like that doesn't solve anything. Yeah. Um, but there's something powerful about just being with. And so in that situation, I gave myself permission in that situation to um, what one of my uh, mentors says is that you just wade into the water because you're always like, I don't know if I should call that person or I don't know if I should know. I'm wading into the water and I'm even, even in that relationship, I'm pushing through uh, some 
um, boundaries. And I don't mean like, I don't mean unhealthy wise and being the male female thing, but like, if I'm like, I don't know if I should text that person where like I'm texting them, I'm checking up on them, um, because I know what's at stake in that. And so I would, I would say if there's some people that are, that are around you that you maybe think, man, they may have some, some of those tendencies. You're making sure that you're putting yourself there to, um, to, to be a friend and to be somebody like that. Mm -hmm. And then if you're a person who struggles with that, I think it's good just to reach out and go, and maybe you just couch a little bit like not having a great day. Um, things aren't well. Can you, can you pray for me today? We do that with each other, you know, just Mm -hmm. in the middle of Mm -hmm. an afternoon, like (laughs) I'm today, I just want to quit ministry and I want to kind of quit life. Um, uh, I think you, you're right, Brian. You have to have those people around who aren't going to judge you. And usually those, those best are the people that are outside of your church. I think uh, outside of, outside of your staff. Um, so I think you need to, I think you need to wade in into the middle of it. I think you also need to, uh, on, if you're someone who struggles with this or someone who you maybe ha- have some friends, um, just listened, uh, finished up a podcast this morning. Um, uh, Carrie Newhouse, uh, Newhouse, sorry, uh, was, was interviewing David Kinnaman, I think it was. And he was, he was just saying escape is the drug of choice. Mm. escape is the drug of choice. So the more that we escape, it's not, it's not healthy. I'm going to escape by binge watching Netflix. I'm going to escape by playing these video games. I'm going to escape by sleeping. I'm going to escape by this. Uh, that's a road that's not going to lead us into a great place. Then on the flip side, if we have friends that are doing that, uh, it's our job to, to go in and find where they're escaping, kind of, kind of help maybe pull them out a little bit. Mm. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember the name of the book. Uh, there was a book. So, okay. For me, like I'll, I'll be a little transparent. Like, um, I've actually, I've been on antidepressants before, uh, back when I was younger, um, mental health issues kind of run through my family. Mm. So I always have to be taking inventory of where I am emotionally. Um, I, I'm, I have a very open relationship with my wife and so I'm able to like have a lot of those conversations are open with her. I've got people in my life, but when things really turned around for me, um, was about 10 and a half years ago. I read a book by Dr. Neil Anderson called, uh, victory over the darkness. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I think that there is a lot of like mental illness that is like, it's a physical thing. Maybe your brain doesn't make a chemical that you need, but mm-hmm. I also think there's a major spiritual battle going on. Mm-hmm. And so for me, um, and I know this is going to seem funny, but like when I start to go down one of these paths and, the anxiety, like for me, uh, it always manifests itself physically. Like, I mean, I've had long periods of time where every night I think I'm having a heart attack mm-hmm. or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or the worst of the worst is going to happen. I get paranoid or, or so like, like a that. physical tightness in your chest. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like it yeah. literally will physically manifest. And then I got to go, okay, something is not quite mm-hmm. right for me. What I always do is I have, I go back to scripture and I read every verse I can find on who I am in Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that, you know, that's, it's not like some kind of silver bullet or anything like that, but like, I just feel like the enemy so often tries to, um, prey upon the weakness and there's this battle that's going around in the realm over your soul. Um, and so I think combating that for me with scripture and always reminding myself of who I am, that I am loved, that his son died for me, um, that I have worth and that worth is found in him. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, um, Mm -hmm constantly having to remind myself of those promises um, has been huge in me being able to um, deal with many of those, those things that like are, are just there runs rampant in my family. And so I think just being honest that you're, you're doing that stuff and I've done counseling. 
I'm, I'm not ashamed. My wife mm-hmm. and I have done some counseling together. We, we've met with another, uh, counselor. Like, counseling is not weakness. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that, absolutely. Saying that you need to talk to somebody is not admitting weakness. It's just, it's admitting you're human, that you're yeah. fallible. And so, like, don't be afraid to go. There's no shame in that. Um, and so you go into those things and you're like, man, I don't, do I, you know, and then you walk out going, oh my gosh, I can't believe I was holding on to this, that, and the other, you know what I mean? Um, and being able to find that, that freedom in Christ, uh, that can come. And a lot of times you've got to speak those things out of existence. You know what I mean? Mm. Right. I That's do good. think you need That's to get good. yourself in a, in a place where you're getting some professional, yeah. uh, professional help. And it's not the stigma like, oh, it's weakness. Why are you here? Uh, I look at it the other way, like I'm making myself better. And so absolutely the same way that I would physically take care of myself. I want to say, make sure that I'm mentally taking care of myself. Listen, uh, some of you may be listening to us today and you're like, man, this is kind of reading my mail here. I just feel like it's a, it's a dark season. And I have had those thoughts like, like you need to know that you have great value. Absolutely. Yes. That you are a created son or daughter of the King that Christ stretched himself bloody on a cross for you. And he thinks much more of you than you could, than you could ever know that you have people around you who, who desperately love you. And I know that you feel trapped and you feel like, man, I I just have so much on me and nobody really understands. And like Brian says, I tell you what, you reach out to us. We're going to try to get you the help that that you can. If you're in a place where a man, I want to go to counseling, but I can't afford it. Can we just say this? We'll, we'll see what we can do to try to take care of something like we, we, you're here for a purpose. The Lord made you. Uh, I, I believe that the ministry is kind of dangerous when it comes to our own mental stability because most of us go into ministry with a mixed bag of reasoning. Um, one is that we love the Lord and we want to serve the Lord. Uh, yeah. Two is that's not that's usually that's what we say, but it's not really primary in our soul. Uh, two is that we love people and we want to see people uh, get fired up with their relationship with Jesus. Uh, the third is that I think a lot of us go into ministry to soothe our insecurities or to feed our insecurities because in the church, I get some accolades in the church. I get some attention in the church. People are uh, recognizing me and my giftings. And the problem with that is that when those turn, when those very people that we serve turn on us, it erodes something in our soul. You know, we joke about the, the, uh, the, the prayer concerns, but they're, they're hurtful and they're harmful. And there's some right. of them, even Brian said, he can't even share because they're, yeah. they're, they're so off color and hurtful, but it begins to erode our soul because the very people that we're looking to here becomes the problem. Sometimes we're looking to the people of our congregation for affirmation and they're not giving to it to us. And so it begins to erode us. The problem is that we're looking for affirmation in the wrong places. Yeah. Yeah. And I know it's like, well, just, just, it's all Jesus then and just do that. Look, I, I'm not, I'm not saying that. But we have to fight to get to the place where the voice of Jesus is louder than any other voice in our life. So if somebody comes up right. to me and they're complaining about decibels or how they hate the sermon or how worship is terrible or whatever, mm, that's going to sting and that's going to hurt. But my the, the foundation of who I am is not found on my performance or what other people think of me. It's what Jesus thinks of me. And look, that is a minute by minute fight for all of us. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Absolutely. And it's a, it's cumulative, you know, uh, in, mm-hmm. in ministry. It very, very seldom does it happen like boom, right on a, on a dime, but it's over years, a little bit at a time. Um, and so, you know, the enemy is a liar. He is a mm-hmm. deceiver and he, that's his purpose is to deceive you into thinking you have no worth. 
Um, but listen to that word that Scott just shared today. You are worth it, fam. And if we're not careful, we, we find that worth, worth in overworking. You know, I'm just going to work, 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 and I can't and can't take a break. And somebody said a long time ago, look, man, you don't need to die for the church. Like Jesus already died for the church. You don't need to. Uh, and right. so the best thing that you can do is, is find a pace where you're, man, you're not just on the grind all the time because something is going to give somewhere. You're going to overwork yourself uh, physically. But then I also find that we tend to overwork ourselves mentally, even though we're in days mm-hmm. off. I'm thinking about this and I think about this. And I think you've got to like, you just got to, you just got to unplug from the middle yeah. of that. man, it is, this issue is so deep and it's, yes, it's, it is. it's so hard. Um, but man, man, uh, yeah. A couple quick resources that I know of right off the, the top of my head. Uh, there's a, a counseling ministry in uh, North Carolina called Grace Heart Ministries. You can find them online. Um, they will do week long spiritual intensives for counseling and breakthrough. And um, many of the pastors I served with at my last church went through it. And every single one of them said that their lives were changed wow. on the other side. Mm-hmm. Um, highly recommend that. Um, Intimate Life Ministries does a, um, a two or three day conference for pastors who are hurting at the Chick-fil-A National Retreat Center. It's called a Galatians 6 6 conference. Um, I, like, if you need to go to your elder board, go to your leadership, like, ask for help. There are ways. And then we'll even uh, work through uh, finding some more stuff. So if you guys do DM us, we can get you connected with somebody uh, who can, who can find you some help because guys, we love you out there. We do. Um, we do. We're hey, for hey, you and we're in your corner. And I would, I would add one additional ministry, um, uh, new life ministries with Steve Arterburn. Uh, yes. Daily uh, national radio call-in show. Um, Kim and I have been blessed. Uh, Steve and his wife, Misty, were on our board and we have done some, uh, some new life trips where we've been worship leaders and gotten to see the inside of that ministry. And so that's another one I would, I would add. You can find them uh, online as well. You can call in, get, get help. They have a national, uh, counseling, uh, network as well. So, um, yeah, or, or just DM us. We'll, we will do everything we can, like Scott said, to, to get you, uh, to help you, uh, get help. All right. So the, la- the other DM we want to talk about is, you know, leader- leadership is challenging. And so we, we get a fair amount of this, of DMs about this. How do you lead somebody who's difficult to lead? Or maybe, yeah. maybe who is not interested in being led? I've never had in that a, problem. In, in so I'll, just let you, I'll let you guys say. <laughs> In a shocking turn of events, Scott Longyear, pastor teacher, has we, agreed. We teed to, it up for you, boss. Oh, man, you guys are killing me here. Um, I will start with this, uh, and then I'll, then I'd love to hear what you guys, what your experience has been. Uh, cause Brian, I know that you've, uh, you've had at least one word early on in your ministry. You had that. Um, I think one of the mistakes that we make is that we just assume people are leaders and that we assume that they know the leadership parameters inside mm. of our organization. And so uh, we think because they're leaders in the marketplace, they're automatically going to understand uh, church leadership. And while church leadership is a little different than, than marketplace um, leadership, they're also different. Like if you said, hey, I want you to come in and I want you to lead this ministry, but you don't tell me any of the parameters or anything like I, I don't really know. So I would say you have to establish some some very clear expectations up front mm. here because people will rise to the level of expectation. 
And so when people are like, well, how do you, how do you lead, you know, bad people? Somebody said once, and I forget what this in a leadership book, um, that there's no such thing as bad. There's no such thing as bad employees. There's only such thing as bad managers. Mm. Yeah. I don't, com- mm. I don't know that I completely buy in mm. uh, to that because there are some, <laughs> some, <laughs> some employees that aren't the greatest. Uh, but a lot of it can be solved with, with good management. And so we tend to think going into a church, like I'm just recruiting these people. They're automatically going to get it done. You have to realize, you're living, breathing with this. You're thinking about this, going to bed at night, getting up in the morning. They're not. And so you have to establish what does it look like for this person to lead in this ministry? It's A, B, and C. And so some written job descriptions, some some very, very clear expectations. That's that's where I would start. Mm-hmm. That's really, I love the clear expectations. I mean, I, I could speak to it maybe uh, in terms of managing volunteers and volunteer teams in your churches. Um we we live in under this myth that because we communicated something once to our people that they're always going to mm-hmm. remember it and they're going to hang on every word that we said that one time we communicated it. Yeah. I I don't ascribe to that like I ascribe to the old uh, tell them what you're going to tell them, tell them, and tell them what you told them. Uh, over communicate <laughs> yes and o- yeah. over over communicate those expectations. Um, uh, you know, clear clear expectations. Every team has a leader. Every, every team has a coach. Um, if you are in that position, communicate clear expectations and, and kind of my, my go-to default is to try to lead through encouragement, uh, kind of positive reinforcement, lead through, uh, inspiration. Um, and if you get to a place where you find that not to be successful for you, you have to take another approach. And, and again, following the clear communication, uh, path, you know, to, to speak the truth in love, uh, you know, Scott mentioned earlier in my ministry, I, I dealt with the situation where I came into a, a position at a church and, uh, this church had been without a leader for a while. And there were a, a few people who had been, uh, you know, high level leaders as volunteers, uh, who were very interested in being, uh, being given, given the position. And that's not how it worked out because it, I, I'm the one that was uh, entrusted with that responsibility. And so I, I would say this to go from a high level volunteer, even to, to a staff member who's, that is a, that's a long uh, walk. Okay. Yeah. That's a big, that's a big leap. And so um, I, 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 I didn't, uh, this was not my first attempt, but it came to the point where uh, I had a person who was, uh, was not willing to be led and was, it was starting to cause some friction, uh, on our team, which it will do. It was starting to kind of, uh, ripple out, uh, into other members of the team. And so I had to have a conversation and my conversation was loving, but it was firm. And it was, you know, I, I know that you had some interest in this role and, uh, I'm in this role and that may be, uh, a source of frustration or disappointment for, for you. And, you know, I'm so, I'm sorry for that. You know, maybe there will come a day where God uh, leads you uh, into a position where you're, you're the leader of maybe this team or a team at another church or whatever. But for right now, uh, I'm the person that is charged with that responsibility. And here's what I need to know. Uh, we're a better team with you than we are without you. If you decide that you can't get on board with that. No harm, no foul, man. 
uh, we can, uh, we can set up a system. We can look for another place for you to serve. Uh, or maybe you just take a little, a little break. Uh, we don't have to communicate that to anybody, uh, the reasons or any, anything like that. Now, if you decide that you can, uh, get on, because this guy, um, this particular guy, uh, the first 30 minutes of our time together was him just ticking off this list of things that he was not happy with or things that he would do differently than I was choosing to do them or whatever. And so I was like, if, if you decide that you want to get on board with that, here's what I need you to do. I need you to put your checklist down. Okay. I need you when you come to worship, I need you to come to worship, not to analyze, not to critique. Um, I, I need you to put that, that checklist down. I need you to be an example. I need you to be a worshiper. Um, and again, we're a better team with you than we are without you. So that, that particular, I've had lots of conversations like that that have not worked out well. Hmm. Um, and the, the person was not willing to receive it. Uh, this, to his credit, this particular guy received it. A couple of days later, he came back, knocked on my door and said, I, I want to apologize and ask for your forgiveness. Wow. And from that day forward, um, he, he was one of our, our, our key leaders. Wow. So I totally, you know, springboarding off of what, how Scott set this up, that clear communication, clear expectations. Um, you know, I've talked before, but we have these values that we ascribe to as a team. Those are our measuring stick. That's how, that's how we, uh, that's how we judge success or failure. And so here's, here's the clear expectations. Love to have you. We're better with you than we are without you. But if you can't get on board with that, I'm sorry. Scott, I feel like, um, Brian just got a new nickname. Yeah. Oh gosh. Oh gosh. I feel like we're going to call him the Velvet Hammer now. <laughs> Velvet Hammer. I know, man. I, I, I only want to work dude. for him on good days. You know? <laughs> yeah. Look, those are not fun conversations. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. No. But uh, occasionally, you have you have to. Jeremy, have you ever had to to fire a volunteer? I've never had to fire a volunteer. Uh, I'm sorry, I did, but it wasn't because they were hard to lead. It was because I tried them in every single position I had, and we couldn't find a it's place for them. Yeah, and then we, we I tried to help him find another place to serve in the church, and you know, it just he had some health issues pop up, and it wasn't a thing. But um, you know, one of the things I've always heard it i'm trying to remember where it is i want to say it's in the in book of deuteronomy there's a there's a portion that talks about like if, if you got to get the job done in the field you have to have strong bulls in the in, in, you know in the stable but the thing about a bull is it makes a mess right right you know you're gonna have to you may have to clean up it you know and so i feel like um you know the work of the kingdom is tough and it's daunting and, and you need strong leaders that can go with you and at times so there are some strong leaders that you're gonna you know, you're going to have to have some of those conversations with, but I think the way you guys have let it out, like, you know, clear expectations, clear communication, um, you can absolutely work with them. And it's the same thing. Like, you know, you get a bowl and they're, they're stubborn and things like that, but we figured out a way you put a bridle and you do this and you do that. And suddenly now they'll work with you, you know, and you could have never tilled that field without them. Yeah. And it's not to say that you want to surround yourself with yes people because you absolutely don't. Um, but if, if the, if the pattern develops that every time this person comes to you, they are giving you a a criticism or critique of kind of everything you're doing. I think that that's, that's when you have to have that velvet Mm -hmm. hammer conversation. 
Yeah. 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 Jeremy is referring to Proverbs chapter 14 and verse four. Okay. Uh, says this is a not even close with Deuteronomy. Yeah. Well, no, that's okay. You're, you're, you're in the Bible. At least I was Testament. right with saying it was hey, a your OT man. That's good. <laughs> uh, it says where there are no oxen, the manger is clean, but abundant crops come by the strength of the ox. Yeah. So yeah, like, look, man, leadership, it's, it's dirty. You're gonna have to clean the stables. Like it's, it's not, it's not always, you know, fun and fun and clean. A couple, as we wrap this up, a couple final thoughts I would give is, uh, in, in developing other leaders, because I just don't want rule followers. I want them to catch the culture. I always tell them the why behind the reasoning. Mm. This is why we're doing this. This is why we have, um, uh, worship and tech. Uh, night uh, training nights. There's there's the why behind this. This is why we're always on time. This is why we have practice and we have rehearsal. This is why. This is why. Uh, secondly, um, I think that you have to you have to be mindful of what you celebrate. Again, we try to we tend to put leadership on cruise control, and we can't do that. Um, but you will cultivate what you celebrate. You cultivate mm-hmm. what you celebrate, and Ooh. so let's celebrate the wins. Like, hey, man, you know when. You know, when Charlie, our bass player, came in on time, wasn't that great, guys? <laughs> May not go that deep, but or that that shallow. But you always want to, you just want to make sure that you're celebrating what you want what you want to cultivate. Yep, that's mm. good. That's good. It's real nice, Clark. <laughs> what a way to end, but with a Christmas vacation quote. There you go. There you go. Well, well, guys, thank you so much for listening to episode 45 of the Worship Leader Probs podcast. Hey, if you haven't already, would you go to wherever you're listening to this podcast, whether it be Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Apple Music, Google Play Store, um, would you like and subscribe for us? Um, it helps with the algorithms as people start to uh, type in in search engines worship. Uh, hopefully, we would uh, come up soon. And so we just want to say thank you to the over 300 of you who have taken the time to go in and to uh, like and subscribe and hit that download uh, uh, button for us. And, and we'd super appreciate that. Don't don't forget, coming soon, we're going to have a, a cool online store on the www.worshipleaderprobs.com uh, site. Also, go to scottlongyear.com if you want to sign up for the pro communication course. Um, a lot of cool stuff that is happening right now. And then also, don't forget, um, if, you, if you're struggling with any kind of mental uh, uh, things right now, reach out to us and we will try to help connect you with somebody that can help get you some help. And so I hope it's uh, abundantly clear to you guys. We're, we're your biggest cheerleaders. Mm-hmm. And so we're thankful for you, the Worship Leader Probs Nation. Uh, and until next time, see ya. Deuces. Arrivederci. 